Jackson on the drive, kicks it out for Mann. Mann, three-pointer, bang! Oh, what a man! Magic down the middle, just what I thought, a hook shot at 12, good! Here's Michael at the foul line, a shot on Elo, good! The Bulls win! They win it! Now that's a steal by Burke, underneath the DJ. Going up over Bell, fall away! Yes! Yes! And the buzzer, he does it! Was there ever a doubt? A Smith screen. What's going on guys? Welcome to the first Clipper post-game recap of the season. Second overall Lake Laker recap here in the third night of the NBA season. Welcome to Dime Dropper. Before we get started, please make sure to subscribe and follow us on all platforms. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at Dime Dropper Pod. And of course, subscribe to the YouTube channel at Dime Dropper. And of course, Spotify and Apple Podcasts for the podcast version. Shout out to those of you listening on the audio version this morning or wherever, whenever you're listening. But we're going to talk about it right now. Clippers and Lakers. I didn't get to watch Philly and Milwaukee. And sadly, I did promise that I was going to watch the games from Wednesday night. And I did not catch many because NBA League Pass has a huge problem with its app. And I'm going to be getting into that big time with a fired up rant because I've had enough of them and they're going to hear it and I'm going to make sure they hear it but for tonight's episode it's all about the Lakers and the Clippers the first game of the season highly anticipated shout out to everybody in the chat Leo shout out to you everybody in here appreciate it all KB Magic Benjamin anyway I'm going to see your guys' comments throughout the video but I'm going to try to get into the breakdown first because I know the people on Apple Podcasts and Spotify want that first so let's get right into it Clippers started out with a surprise tonight. Kawhi Leonard coming off the bench. I didn't expect that, and quite frankly, I wasn't a huge fan of that. But the Clippers did come out with the win in the end by the skin of their teeth. But I'm not going to lie, guys. I'm not very satisfied. And on, I'm going to be a little bit more level-headed and calm down when I do Locked On later. But right now, I can't say I'm smiling. I had a whole video plan talking shit about Patrick Beverly after the game. And I did not get the right to film it because I don't think the Clippers played well enough for me to do that. Thankfully, though, they got the win and good teams get wins even when they don't play well. And that's one thing the Clippers did tonight. So I have to be happy about that. One down, 59 to go in the big picture, targeting that 60-win season. But let's get into the process. So Reggie Jackson, the big controversy. Reggie Jackson or John Wall, who starts? John Wall was the one that ended up on the bench. Reggie Jackson started, and Norman Powell started in place of Kawhi Leonard. So the Lakers rolled out the same starting five. Clippers went with Reggie Jackson, Norman Powell, Paul George, Marcus Morris, and Ivica Zubats. And at the beginning of the game, it was by the Lonnie Walker who kicked off the festivities with an opening three. And that was a good sign for the Lakers to see Lonnie Walker make a shot early. And immediately when he made that shot, I was thinking to myself, and if you went to my, if you heard the episode I did with Locked On Lakers yesterday, I said that Lonnie Walker could have a much better game. And he did have a much better game. He was arguably the best Laker night. But I would go with LeBron, and I'll tell, I'll go in more depth of why, as to why, I should say. Um, by the way, to answer this question, Leo, about who's going to win the MVP this year, I'm going to go with Embiid. 
but it's a toss-up. You look at Doncic could win. Jason Tatum could win. If the Celtics finish top two, I could see him in the race. But I want to stay on topic right now. As far as the Clippers start, Marcus Morris Sr. scored the first point of the Clippers season with a three. He actually played very well tonight. And it's not a surprise considering how he's played in the preseason, getting into his patented mid-range, hitting his threes, a lot of contested shots, not too many open ones, but he hit his shots. And that's what you want to see from Senior. He's a tough shot maker, and on defense, he was pretty solid as well. So that was good to see from him. But for the rest of the guys, I thought in the beginning of the game, the main thing that stuck out to me was Paul George and who he was being guarded by. He was being guarded by Patrick Beverly and Russell Westbrook. And the first possession, he gets them on the mid-range area, shoots over him and misses. Okay, not a big deal, short on the jump shot. Next possession against him, he comes off a screen and Patrick Beverly blocks him from behind. And, wow, Hawks Fan TV showing up in the Dime Dropper Live. Shout out to Hawks Fan TV. Go subscribe to his channel. And he says Kawhi Leonard's mid-range look like DeAndre Hunter's. I don't know about that. Unless you're saying DeAndre Hunter's mid-range was really good. I didn't get to watch the Hawks game last night because my lead pass app. I'm going to get into that. But he was efficient, Kawhi. But anyway, I was just waiting to see when Kawhi would come back in the game. But Paul George is out here getting blocked from behind by Patrick Beverly. And I said on Locked On Lakers. <coughs> God damn that lingering cough. But I said on Locked On Lakers that... Patrick Beverly could agitate Paul George for a game. I just don't think Paul Pat Bev is going to be guarding wing players for the long haul and succeed at that. He's better at guarding guards. But today he got the better of Paul George, in my opinion. He really did. He got a block from behind, and Paul George got off to the most horrendous start possible. He had a mismatch on every possession. Point is, I did not like what we were doing. One bit. It was just Paul George just looked terrible to start the game. One for six and just shooting jumpers. And Norman Powell was okay to start the game. I thought Ivica Zubats was decent. Decent activity. We were putting Anthony Davis in the pick and roll. And you know what he's going to do. Drop coverage on that side. You know what the Clippers are going to do. Drop coverage on the other side with Ivica Zubats. Switching the rest of the screens. And I just thought Paul George was settling. I thought Norman Powell was being fairly aggressive and he was getting to the line. But one thing with Norman Powell that's really going to piss me off, and it was pissing me off last year against the Pelicans in the play-in game and against Minnesota, free throws. He's really good at getting fouled, clearly, but he does not hit enough free throws. You need to make your free throws. And that was a big problem for the Clippers tonight that I'm going to get into more depth on. But Lonnie Walker had eight points in the first quarter. LeBron James at five, and even though the Lakers did not go to Anthony Davis for the first couple of possessions, which was very peculiar, he slowly started getting going, and that's because they put Zubats in the pick and roll, and I'm not going to lie, in the second half, Zubats was amazing, but first half, I thought that he was not great in drop coverage. I thought that the Lakers did a good job of finding AD on the roll, and that got him going with two consecutive baskets, and then... You start to see tougher finishes from him. It really just comes down to this. When Anthony Davis catches the ball on the move or within 15 feet on the wings or in the paint, he's got a great chance to score. When he starts out beyond 15 feet on the catch, I am so comfortable watching the game as the defense. So comfortable. He doesn't scare me. He's not a great jump shooter. And it was the same tonight. It felt like he made the shots around the basket, but he didn't hit his jumpers. And then speaking of a guy that didn't hit his jumpers, 
Russell Westbrook. Oh my goodness, we have a lot to get into with him. But 0 for 4 in the first quarter, and two of them were threes wide open for a reason. You know, it's funny. People always say, but they were open, but they were open. And I tell you, I say for a reason. He's not open for, he's not open for no reason, my friends. This is what the defense wants to do. They want to give him open threes. And I thought just based on the Clippers' depth, I was just waiting for the Lakers to go to their bench and be like, okay, once we go to our bench, we're going to wipe them off the floor. And when we went to our bench, you saw somebody make an impact right away. John Wall. John Wall. How great did he look, Clipper Nation? You want to talk about a positive? John Wall looked great. He scored his first bucket on a contested mid-range over Austin Reeves on a little step back, shimmy shake, yeah, in his face. And then he hit another mid-range right after. So John Wall, very encouraging. 7 for 15 from the field tonight. Sadly, he didn't make a 3. He was 0 for 4 on those. But I only had a problem with like one of the attempts. He had 15 points, 4 rebounds, and 3 assists. He did turn the ball over 3 times, which he could do one or two without it. He could do without one or two of those. But overall, I thought he was arguably the best player in the game tonight for the Clippers. John Wall came in and gave the Clippers more than Reggie Jackson. I thought Reggie, he had some decent moments in the pick and roll getting into the lane. But overall, too much dilly-dallying on the ball. And... That can really frustrate me. So I think that it's only a matter of time before John Wall takes over that starting spot. And it's not even a fit thing. It's I think it's just straight up John Wall is a much better player. You know, straight up a much better player. And it's just, that was a positive sign. The Clippers ended the first quarter well. They actually led 35-23. to 23. And I was like, I remember tweeting, I was like, Anthony Davis has 8 points. Lonnie Walker has 8 points, which is more than he had the entire first game against the Warriors. LeBron has 5 and the Lakers' defensive intensity was better, and the Clippers were still up by 12. And Paul George was playing like absolute trash. And the second quarter, you saw a little bit of that depth versus the depth. The Clippers went 11 deep, just like I predicted, and we were wondering who was going to be the odd man out. And it was Terrence Mann. And that made me look bad, because on Locked On Clippers, I said it would probably be Kennard, but his shooting is so valuable at this point, he can't sit down. And Terrence Mann, if the Clippers continue to... You know, the defense wasn't great tonight, even though they held the Lakers under 100. I think the only reason they were held under 100 because they missed all their open threes. They still generated some decent looks, but the Clipper defense needs to be better, sharper in the coming games. And it will be. You know, it's the first game, but Terrence Mann only getting six minutes. I don't really know how I feel about that because he's so important defensively and his tenacity and those extra effort plays that he makes are going to be really important down the line. And again, that comes down to the Clippers' problem, too much depth. But at the same time, it's the first game. Everyone's healthy. It's going to take time to realize what lineups and what rotations Ty Lue wants to play when everybody's healthy. And not everyone's going to always be healthy. Next game against Sacramento, Kawhi's probably not playing. So that's going to give more minutes for Terrence Mann and a true 10-man rotation. But in the second quarter, the Lakers outscored the Clippers 33-21. to And I thought a big reason was the added defensive intensity of the Lakers. And somebody who is still not showing much offensively, who's just not very good offensively, but really brought some energy on defense, two guys. Austin Reeves, who played 22 minutes, and Juan Toscano-Anderson. He actually had a very solid game, JTA. Played defense on a lot of different players, Paul George in particular, and had some really good defensive stands. He even had one clean rip on, I believe it was Reggie Jackson. And he just is the only wing player on this Laker team. So his defensive value was clearly showing in that second quarter. But the Lakers, I just think that the Clippers got really sloppy. It was, it was really towards the end of the quarter 
the Clippers were taking way too many contested threes. And I swear to God, it doesn't matter if the Clippers are healthy or not, that is going to be the downfall of this Clipper team is falling in love with that three ball and shooting a ton of them. You know, there's a huge section of Clipper fans and media members in particular that think that the Clippers need to shoot more threes because they shoot such a good percentage of them. There's a reason we shoot such a good percentage on threes. Because we do not overdo it. But when we do, it's when we always go on scoring droughts and start fucking around. And tonight, it was no different in that second quarter. Reggie Jackson taking bullshit threes. Robert Covington did not make a three tonight. Because for whatever reason, it was 0 for 2 and 0 for 3 from the field. And he had a couple decent defensive moments. One nice block from behind. He had two blocks in the game. Two points overall. Both of those were from the line. But Robert Covington... He takes three sometimes. Like, he, he acts like the defender's not even there. Like, he's invisible. He's just like, oh, I'm wide open. You're not wide open. The guy's standing right in front of your face, bro. Move the ball. Like, you're not Marcus Morris. Move the ball. That's one thing about Rocco that pisses me off. Other than that, he's great. I thought he had decent moments, but he only played 12 minutes. And, I'm sorry, 14 minutes. And Nico Batum only played 10 and didn't even get a shot up, which is rare to see Nico play and not even get a shot up. 1.5 rebounds. But, second quarter... We saw what we've been waiting for. Kawhi Leonard entering the game. And oh boy, four straight points to start the season for him on his first two touches. I was jumping around the house like a madman. Can you believe that, ladies and gentlemen? Kawhi Leonard back, two jumpers right off the bat? I mean, come on. That If that doesn't put a smile on your face, I don't know what will. He missed his next three after that, though, and his three ball still looked a little short. He was still getting his legs under him, and I think it'll take time for that three ball to come in. He only made one three tonight uh, out of four attempts. But, of course, Kawhi is a mid-range master, not a three-point master, but he still does shoot a good percentage from three. I think that's only a matter of time before he gets his legs back underneath him. But the Clippers lost control at the end of that second half, and it was a lot of turnovers, a lot of contested threes, being way too stagnant, and a big reason why, and it's got to give the Lakers credit, they made an adjustment from the other night. The other night, they were not even switching on like any ball screens. Even when they were doing small, small ball screens, like Klay Thompson setting a screen for Steph Curry, they were, they were playing them straight up for the most part. Tonight, they were switching those small, small ball screens, and when the Clippers took Zubats out of the game, the, the five is like a Nico or a Rocco. And you can switch LeBron onto him. You can switch Austin Reeves onto Nico Batum because Nico Batum is not going to post Austin Reeves up or something like that. So when the Clippers go to their small ball lineup, one flaw, I, I want to say, say flaw lightly, but one thing I noticed is other teams can switch everything on the Clippers. And because a lot of those guys aren't there to take advantage of mismatches and we don't have a big there, that's the reason you go small to remove the big, it really comes down to your best isolation players making plays. Kawhi Leonard, Paul George. One of them's coming off an ACL tear. The other one wanted to fucking bullshit tonight. And you know what? Again, it's not personal. I love Paul George, but let me keep it 100 because I'm locked on. I'm not going to be able to say all this shit. It's not about missing shots. It's about doing the right basketball things. And there's a serious mental thing with Paul George's 
too cool for school attitude at times and his loosey goosiness with the ball. And that's going to come back to bite us in the ass late in the playoffs, healthy or not. He's going to have to clean that up. And it's not, don't tell me it's just the first game. He did the same shit against Phoenix in the conference finals and he did the same shit in the bubble. He did the same shit against the Portland Trailblazers in 2019 and the same shit against the Jazz. He needs to clean that shit the fuck up or he's never going to win a championship. And we are relying on this. He needs to be much better with the ball, smarter with his decisions. I'm not over-exaggerating because it's not just the first game. Of course I still love the guy. Of course he's still arguably my favorite player on the team. But I need to say this because it's the truth. He needs to be much smarter with the ball. You know, all season he's been in great shape. But in the preseason at the last two games, he was playing like this, not being aggressive. Dude, Patrick Beverly's guarding you all night. Russell Westbrook's guarding you all night. And the thing that was pissing me off... He wants to keep getting Anthony Davis in the pick and roll. That just brings their best defender to you. Now you're driving into a crowd with Anthony fucking Davis in the paint. No, clear out everybody, go to the mid post or blow by these little guards. You really should just catch the ball in the mid post and turn over them or back them down a little bit. But he was just playing around. When Kawhi Leonard is, is not, and by the way, people are talking about, I think Paul, it goes to my point. Paul George plays better without Kawhi. Kawhi wasn't even in the game in the first quarter and he's playing like shit. So don't give me that excuse. Don't give me that excuse. He needs to play better. Straight up. And he's going to play better. He is going to play better. But Paul George, it's just his decision making. It's not about the jump shooting. It's not. If you miss shots, that's okay. Everyone misses shots. But you can't just be so careless with the basketball as the guy that's supposed to be leading this team for the first 20 to 30 games as Kawhi gets back in rhythm. So, going into halftime, Clippers were up 56. It was tied. It was tied at half. And I, I will say this, man. LeBron James and Russell Westbrook, and I'll really talk about it in the second half as we get to that. But LeBron James and Russell Westbrook's defensive intensity was night and day today. And it's literally what I always say. It's what I always freaking say about those two. If they just play defense... Everything changes. It's a trickle-down effect. When 37 going on 38-year-old LeBron James is playing defense, if you're Austin Reeves, if you're Lonnie Walker, if you're Anthony Davis and Russ, how are you not playing defense too? You're always going to take from your leader. So when LeBron's being lazy, it's not a, it's, it's okay to be lazy. You're setting that tone. And that's the problem, though, at the end of the day, is that 37-year-old LeBron is the one setting that tone. And I think the problem is Anthony Davis, as good as he is, and he's still had decent stats, he just kind of doesn't command the game like a superstar. At times he does, but it's not consistent. And that's what prevents him from reaching that upper echelon with the Garnets, with the Barclays, with the Malones, even with the Kevin McHales. He needs to be more assertive throughout the game. But I also think there's times where like LeBron kind of will take the reins and not continue to feed him. I don't know. In the third quarter, though, it was a pretty sloppy-ish start to it. And the whole game was just sloppy. I don't think this was a well-played basketball game at all. Just a lot of turnovers, a lot of careless plays, and just bad stretches of basketball. But LeBron, I will say this, to me this was one of his better games against the Clippers in a Laker uniform. He actually had me worried for a second. He was being a little aggressive going to the basket, and even though he had some really bad moments in isolation, like with some, again, clunky bag moments, I thought he was doing some really good things in terms of getting to the basket, making the defense collapse. He's always going to find the open man 90% of the time. And the main difference, I just mentioned it, was the defense. 
His rotations were sharper. He was guarding elite players. He, he took a stab at everybody on the Clippers tonight, it seems. He, there were times where a screen would be set, and he was fighting over that screen saying, no, we ain't switching that. I love to see that effort from LeBron as a neutral. And I don't even like LeBron like that anymore. Everyone knows that. But I really, I'll give him the credit when he's playing like that. Like, everyone thinks and since you're all, oh, you're a hater, you're a hater. Get out your fucking feelings. I know what I'm watching. When his defense turns up, everything changes. The Lakers had a chance to win that game. The only reason they didn't win that game is because they didn't make their timely threes. And the big two players that didn't make their timely threes, even when the Lakers were making a run, were Patrick Beverly and Russell Westbrook. But AD hit the ground hard midway through the third quarter when Kawhi came back in. And Kawhi was against Beverly in the post. He spun. And by the way, Paul George in the beginning of that third quarter, still on his bullshit. Norman Powell, I thought that, I, I noticed something about him. He really tries to get fouls. You know, he's kind of a foul baiter. I think at times tonight, he was looking too much for that foul and not trying to just play basketball. And I think it caused him to be a little inefficient. But Norman Powell, he needs to make his free throws if he continues to get to the line so much, one. And two... I think, again, Reggie, Norman, Paul just dribbled too much in that starting unit. But Paul George was really bullshitting, like really just being careless with the ball. He made a deep three to start the third quarter, but it just wasn't good enough for me. However, that being said, when AD went down after Kawhi came back in the game, and it was on a Kawhi pump fake, AD jumped and hit the deck hard. He came out of the game, and the Clippers took advantage of that. And I think that this season, if you're the opposing teams, you need to... You need to... Look at the non-Anthony Davis minutes instead of the non-LeBron minutes. I think obviously when each one, either one goes out, you're vulnerable. The Lakers are vulnerable. But when Anthony Davis goes out, it's really a big difference. I mean, the Lakers played Damian Jones tonight. He was kind of quiet. He only played seven minutes. Kendrick Nunn played 11 minutes and he was 0 for 7, 0 for 4 from 3. So night and day from last uh, the other night's game, he didn't get going at all. Lonnie Walker kind of replaced his production with 26 points. And that's the thing about Lonnie Walker. He's going to be the Malik Monk replacement. He's going to have those games. And during the Laker comeback, he was good. But the Clippers went up 16, and I don't even think they were doing anything that exceptional. I think Senior was making shots. I think Luke Kennard, you know, he hit his open shots. But it was a, I remember it was a Paul George steal and dunk. It really was just AD came out of the game, and the Lakers just kind of lost that, that energy. And the Clippers took advantage, went up by 16. But the Lakers just nibbled away at the lead and the Clippers continued to play sloppy, continued to miss free throws. And one of the big reasons though why the Clippers did go up 16, second half, Ivica Zubots. 35 minutes from the big Croatian guy tonight. I've been saying all season, all off season, we can win the championship with him as a starting center. Yes, he had some bad moments in drop coverage and he's going to have to improve on that. But he's also playing against Anthony Davis, who's a great role threat, who's very athletic in terms of catching the ball on law passes around the rim. He had one ridiculous catch and finish off a Russell Westbrook law pass. But Zubats's help defense and rim protection was top fucking notch. Big time blocks, rebounded the ball, career high in rebounds with 17, even some on the offensive side of things. Let me see how many offensive rebounds he had. Six of them. And was finishing around the basket very well. So Ivica Zubats absolutely did his part tonight. You can argue he was a player of the game. And I think in the fourth, third quarter, he was the best, um, the best, the third quarter was his best quarter. But I think he was arguably the best clipper in this game.
But the th- end of the third quarter was not pretty, man. I mean, the Clips were up eight after it, but the Lakers closed the quarter fairly well, and LeBron had a really nice dunk coming down Figueroa. It was beautiful. I mean, that guy's athleticism at this age is uncanny. Although one thing, I mean, I know he's the greatest player ever in year 20, year 19, year 18. But the commentating, I mean, Reggie Miller and Candace and Kevin Harlan, like, just, like, I hope your knees aren't sore from all that cock-sucking you were doing. Like, insane. LeBron Breeze, man, can you believe those breaths he's taking at age 38? Man, I want to breathe like that. Look at that beard he has at age 38. I want to get like that. Gentlemen, ladies, I get it. He's the man of this era. But man, you're calling it on a national broadcast. Let's keep it a little 50-50, eh? Let's save the blowjobs to fucking Billy Mack uh, with his midnight munchie meals on Spectrum Sportsnet. Anyway, I thought uh, overall, third, fourth quarter, let's get right into it. I was not happy with the way that we were playing. I was not happy with the way that we were playing. But, and I will will say this too, I did say on Locked On Lakers, Patrick Beverly can't have a worse game than what he did against uh, Golden State. And he didn't. He played much better defense. His energy was really good. It was very contagious. But oh my God, I think the Intuit Dome may actually be, they said it's going to open 2024-25, but I think it may actually open next season because Patrick Beverly has continued to provide bricks to help build that Intuit Dome quicker. And you know what, Pat? Talking all that shit, you had so many chances to make the timely three to set the Staples Center on fire with those Laker fans, and you just did not make big shots. So I'll take that all day long. And fourth quarter, the Lakers really started out well. Really started out well. They had second chance opportunities. They were the first to every loose ball. It just looked like they had more energy than the Clippers in that stretch. LeBron, Austin Reeves, Lonnie Walker, Patrick Beverly, and they had a little small ball lineup of their own. And you were seeing a lot more switching, forcing the Clippers to play isolation, play slower, and the refs were letting both teams play. And that's when it got peak sloppiness, but the Lakers were taking advantage of it. And LeBron, that's when he started to scare me a little bit. And Juan Toscano Anderson had some good moments. He finally made a three. He had a nice cut to the basket in which LeBron found him very nicely for a dunk. And again, they had so many chances to make those timely plays but they really, really did it. However, there was one turnover where the Lakers actually took the lead. And it was a lob from, I think, Austin Reeves to Lonnie Walker. And the Clippers called timeout. And I thought for a second there, man, if we lose this game, I'm going to be so fucking pissed. And so many people are just going to be talking shit about the Clippers because of all the hype that they've gotten in this offseason. And all the negative attention the Lakers have gotten in the last 48 hours. So for the Lakers to beat the Clippers would have just been peak embarrassment. So I got to give the team credit for even though playing so shitty, they still came out with the win. But it was it was tough. I mean, when Lonnie Walker made that let me I'm trying to find exactly where the Lonnie Walker Yeah, Lonnie Walker dunk at the 8 minute mark gave the Lakers an 89-87 lead and Ty Lue immediately put Kawhi Leonard back in the game for Robert Covington. Paul George after being cold made a big shot though right coming off that timeout to tie the game. And then again, with the Clippers, I think for the rest of the the quarter, they did a good job of forcing the ball out of LeBron's hands, forcing the ball to AD's hands. Although AD, you know, he again just gets a lot quieter as the game goes on. It's not a good habit. But the Clippers started loading up a little bit on LeBron, double teaming him. And one thing I really liked, if you're a Laker fan for LeBron, at this age, 
stop settling for so many threes and getting to that lower mid post. There was one time where he literally bullied Nico Batum like he was a smaller guard. If you're doing that to, to and by the way, Nico Batum is the guy that does a good job on Nikola Jokic, Rudy Escargobert, and various centers in the league. He's not a bad defender in the post, but LeBron made him look like a nobody. If he's doing that to Nico Batum, no reason why he shouldn't be doing that to 90% of the league, even at this age. I've said that that was a big reason that he didn't play even better when he was not 100% in that series against the Suns. Catch the ball in the mid post, because once they double, you're going to get open looks. It's a matter of the players making the shots, and he got them open looks. They just didn't make the shots. But it's the process that's better, in my opinion, as opposed to him dancing at the top and shooting a contested step back. Like, I think those plays were putting a lot more pressure on us. And Juan Toscano Anderson, he got his open looks. But the most appalling thing, Russell Westbrook. What is he thinking? Like, you missed two threes. I don't think he should be taking any open threes at all. But he continuously acts like he's a shooter. He just kept on taking them. I mean, as a Laker fan, I don't know, it's so frustrating. He just keeps on taking them and was like 0 for 8 or something from 3. It was like ridiculous. I'll check it in a second. I'm just on the play-by-play right now because I want to remember the sequence of plays. But, I mean, it was just crazy. And then LeBron came out of the game at the 632 mark. Anthony Davis came in for him. And I was like, man, this is a good stretch to, to take advantage of LeBron being out. Luke Kennard made a big three in transition off a, off a miss that Patrick Beverly, you know, he stole the ball from Ravitsa Zubat. Zubat's caught the ball. Bev poked it from behind, raced out to the three-point line and had a great look. That would have brought the house down. Missed it. Clippers go back on the other end. Luke Kennard makes a three to put the Clippers up four, 95-91. And then you had a timeout for the Lakers. Russell Westbrook came in for Juan Toscano-Anderson. And John Wall came in for Reggie, which I liked. I didn't really like what Reggie was doing tonight. I mean, let's, let's really quickly look at Reggie's line. Three for nine in 23 minutes, eight points, four assists. He was plus nine, but that doesn't really reflect much. I didn't notice him on defense really at all. I thought he dribbled way too much. Two turnovers, just a little sloppy, and a couple of really bad shots, even though there was one big shot he made that I'm going to talk about in just a second. But John Wall clearly was the better player tonight and just is the better player. And I also had a good moment on defense, John Wall, where he got a deflection and stole a, stole a pass. I don't remember if it was Westbrook or who threw it in the first half, but he had active hands, hands up, poked the ball, got an interception. But Lonnie Walker, one thing I noticed about him when he got to the basket, his elevation. You know, he really can get up, and he's going to be an exciting player for the Lakers this season. I thought his energy on defense was also good. I thought the Laker defense, defensive energy was really good, and you got to give credit to Darvin Ham. He clearly has the right idea with this team, the right vision. The only thing he doesn't have is great personnel, but he really has the right vision. And, you know, Kawhi, he made a tough shot where he was double teamed by both Pat Bev and Russ and threw it up and banked it in. And I really like Kawhi's aggression in the mid post. I mean, Paul George, I know he doesn't have the same strength and lower base as Kawhi Leonard, but he needs to take some notes from the way Kawhi gets the ball in the mid post. It's literally just posting up. Like, at the end of the day, Paul George is an amazing face up player, but against, it's the same with Kevin Durant. Against smaller, good guards that have good hands, your dribble, you have to dribble the ball higher. It's just physics. Your, your advantage is being slightly taken away. I, and that's, a, again, a, a difference of opinion that I have from all these modern fans. They love the tall guys facing up and dancing with the ball. 
at the end of the day, I think that shit's fool's gold when it comes to real elite level basketball. You got to take the ball. You do that against the slower bigs that can't guard on the perimeter. And then against smaller guys, you get your ass in the post and back them down and show some fundamentals. But the fundamentals are a lost art for many. Kawhi Leonard is not one of those, though. You watch him, you see a clinic. He put us up by four. Anthony Davis, again, comes back with a 22-footer. We're living with that all day. Good contest by Ivica Zubats. And then the Clippers continue to get a little careless. John Wall with the turnover. And luckily, the Clippers just dodged some bullets. Lake LeBron came in at the four-minute mark for Austin Reeves. And it was only a four-point game. So he still had a chance to kind of close the game out. But John Wall made a huge shot to put the Clippers up six, 99-93. It was a 15-foot pull-up mid-range, big time. And John Wall's mid-range was a very encouraging sign because he looked fast tonight, but he's still not exactly as fast as Washington. But his ability to make mid-ranges, especially contested ones, not even just mid-ranges and drop coverage when the defense is sagging off, is going to be so big for the Clippers. But if it's a Zubats with a big block on Patrick Beverly right after that, and I thought John Wall, the Clippers could have put the game away right after that John Wall shot, but John decided to take a three contested. I just didn't like that decision. And LeBron committed an offensive foul right after. Kawhi Leonard taking the charge. And I just want to say the Clippers would have never won this game without Kawhi Leonard. One of the shot, When the game was tied at 89, Kawhi missed a jumper, got his own rebound at the seven-minute mark, and found Reggie Jackson for three. It was a big shot by Reggie that the Clippers really needed, and that was just all heart by Kawhi. No reason the Lakers should have given up that offensive rebound, but Kawhi Leonard, he did his thing. And you know one really impressive thing? Russell Westbrook's defense on Kawhi Leonard. He was fronting him in the post, and oh man, something that made me really mad. I've talked about this on multiple occasions. But freaking, um, what's it called? Entry passing is a big time lost art in basketball these days. You just, these guys just, they, first of all, the reason why is because people don't like to post up anymore, right? And because of that, you have guys that are uncomfortable throwing lob passes in the post. It was ridiculous. Two different guys, one Paul George, and I think, I don't remember if it was John Wall, threw the ball away when Russell Westbrook was fronting the post. I mean, yes, good defense by Russ, but how do you not throw an entry pass? There was nobody even on the backside. Like, I mean, oh my God. Like, I'm not going to sound crazy here, but I just saw a comment on the in the chat about, I've never played basketball before. I mean, that's, again, somebody who's a hater, which is fine. You know, haters are motivators. Um, again, catch me any court you want in the L.A. County area, bro. If you if I don't think you're some sus fool, I will play you. I will come out and play with you. I'm not afraid. I'm not ducking no smoke, my friend. Uh, and, and you know what's funny? One of my best skills in basketball is entry passing, bro. D I dare somebody front somebody in the post when they play me. Like, I fucking smile and laugh. That shit's fucking funny. They don't call me dime dripper for nothing. Front somebody in the fucking post. You may be able to guard me one-on-one -on -one when my shot's not falling because my shot can be streaky. I'm not going to lie. But front, front my guys in the post, please. I love that. That shit's barbecue. So I, I get, of course, NBA level, different length, but it's all relative, bro. You're six foot two. If I had like eight inches on me, you know, it'd be a bigger window to pass. Those passing uh, turnovers were getting me livid, absolutely livid. But thankfully, the Lakers just don't make open shots, and they weren't taking advantage of it at all. But off the Clipper timeout with a minute left, it was 99-95. Who makes the big shot when the Clippers need it most? Kawhi Leonard coming off a pin down. Huge shot, 18 feet away. A pretty decent contest too by LeBron. 
And Lonnie Walker did answer with a driving layup. And John Wall did miss a three after on a possession where he dribbled so much, so unnecessarily. But thankfully, the time had basically run out and he wasted a lot of clock. And the Clippers ended up winning by six, 103-97. And it was not pretty. The Clippers outscored the Lakers 29-21 in the third, which ultimately ended up being the difference maker. So for the second straight game, third quarter, the Lakers have been poor. And in the fourth quarter, the Lakers outscored the Clippers 20-18. to 18 points is absolutely not enough. 103 points is absolutely not enough. And the reason that was is because the Clippers continued to turn the ball over. 22 turnovers for the Clippers, only 9 for the Lakers. So give the Lakers credit. They really took care of the ball. And a big reason of that, less Russell Westbrook touching the ball. The Clippers shot 80 times. They shot 46%. The Lakers shot 94 times and shot 35%. So the Lakers had 14 more shot attempts than the Clippers did which is unacceptable, quite frankly. Unacceptable, and they were lucky. The Clippers shot 9 for 29 from 3, so not very good. Lakers, 9 for 45. And again, I don't know why a team that can't shoot the fucking ball from 3 shoots 45 threes. It's so mind-numbing. And you know, I know basketball's back when I'm bitching and complaining about the ridiculous three-point shooting in today's NBA. And you know what really sticks out to me? Clipper fans do not take this the wrong way. But the, if I'm a Warriors fan watching this game tonight... I'm loving it because they look levels above to me in terms of the way they play basketball. Their constant off-ball movement. There were a couple times today where Paul George was getting loaded up on, and there's a, such a perfect opportunity for the guy on the weak side wing to cut in the middle. The whole defense is sleeping, whether it's Marcus, whether it's Paul. They all want to sit outside the three-point line. Where's your intelligent movement? You know what's funny? Juan Toscoto Anderson, for all his bad shooting, he had a nice cut recognizing what I just said. Why? Because he played for the Warriors. They all do that shit. So they're just right now a level above, and it's going to take time, though, for the Clippers to reach that level as this season progresses, and I think they can reach that level. It's going to take time, but they got to take care, better care of the ball. That was unacceptable, and you got to make free throws. Lakers were 22 for 26 from the line, 84.6%. Clippers, 20 for 31, 64.5%. They played with their food, but the one thing the Clippers did, they won the rebounding battle by 20, 58 to 38, and that was big. No rebounds, no rings, you already know how it goes, and the Clippers did that. Although assist-wise, they lost that battle 18 to 23, Lakers got 12 steals on those Clipper turnovers, but... Let's read the individual lines before we go to the live subscribers waiting oh so patiently in the chat. I did say that this was going to be a slightly longer live. Let's go with the Clippers first. Off the bench, Terrence Mann only played six minutes and he did not get a shot up. Luke Kennard, 24 minutes of play, four for six in the field, three for three from three. I don't think he's going to miss a three all season. He's a sniper, 11 points. He did his job. Um, Robert Covington, two points, 0 for 3. Didn't like his offense. Decent defensive moments at times. Good activity. Nico Batum, didn't even get a shot off. 1.5 rebounds. He'll get better. He'll play better. John Wall and Kawhi Leonard came off the Clipper bench, and they were difference makers. Kawhi Leonard in his return, 21 minutes, 14 points, and 7 rebounds. One thing I really liked about Kawhi, he rebounded tonight. Two assists, one steal. He did turn the ball over twice. One of them was a travel, in which I thought was a Westbrook foul, but... Whatever. Six for 12. He was 50%. Just one for four on his threes. And his first free throw that he missed, he missed one free throw out of two. Was well short. Uh, just all a legs thing in my opinion. But he looked really solid. And I'm just so encouraged to have him back on the court. It was a really welcoming sign. 
and he played really really well. I don't think we win the game without him. John Wall, another guy we don't win the game without. 15 points, 4 rebounds, 3 assists, 7 of 15 from the field, 0 for 4 from 3, 1 of 3 from the line. You've got to shoot better from the line than that. One for three. You gotta make at least two of those. I mean, at least two out of three. And then the starters. I already said Reggie, three for nine, eight points. Also missed a free throw, one of two. Norman Powell, two for eight. Not great. One of three from three. Four of seven from the line. He should not be missing three free throws, only shooting seven attempts. Nine points and four rebounds. Four turnovers for Norm, so he's gotta be better. Marcus Morris did his job, though. Only one turnover. He had 14 points and four boards. Five for nine from the field. One for three from deep, with that being the first shot of the game that he made. Made all his free throws, though, thankfully. I thought Senior did his part in 23 minutes, getting in double figures. And then Paul George was just terrible, in my opinion. 15 points, 10 rebounds, four assists, two steals, five turnovers. So almost 50% of our turnovers came from Paul. Four for 12 from the field. Two for seven from deep. Five for six from the line. The one thing I'll say he did well was rebound. 10 rebounds. But he needs to be way better than that. And he will be way better than that. He's Paul George. And then the last one, my player of the game tonight, Ivica Zubats. 14 points, 17 rebounds. He did not miss a single shot. 6 of 6 from the field, 2 for 4 from the line, 6 offensive rebounds, and 5 blocks. Put some respect on Zubats' name. Because every single time he plays like shit, everybody wants to go at his neck. So give Zubats his proper due. 1-0, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, I should read the Lakers lines too. Lakers, Kendrick Nunn already said 0 for 7 with a donut. Austin Reeves, 4 points, 4 rebounds, 2 assists, 1 for 2, but I liked his activity. Damian Jones, only played 7 minutes, was 1 for 2 and 2 points. Toscano Anderson, well, besides the fact that he can't shoot threes, he did some other good things. And he's going to play more than I thought this season because he's a wing. And they need a good defensive wing, and he's pretty good. 3 for 7 from the field, 1 for 4 from deep, 8 points, 4 rebounds, 3 assists. One steal, which was that clean rip on Reggie. So, some good things. And then Matt Ryan came in for 13 minutes. And in the second quarter, if I'm not mistaken, hit a three and a mid-range where he stepped into the mid-range after somebody flew by. Five points from him on two of four shooting. And then the starters, Pat Bev. Oh, yeah, I got to say something about him, too. Can't, can't, can't get out without that. One for seven from the field. One for six from deep. Five points, two steals, two blocks, two rebounds, and two turnovers. He was plus seven and one of only two starters, him and Anthony Davis, to be in the plus category. But that's your first L to the Clippers, my friend. And for all that fucking shit talking you were doing last year, if it weren't for our shitty ass performance, I'd be jumping on my dinner table uh, like you jumped on the scores table, making a big deal out of a small win. Well, you know what? That was a play-in win for the Wolves, so it was a big deal. But all I got to say is this. Weak-ass Lakers. Weak-ass Lakers. Get the fuck out of here. Weak. Weak-ass Pat Bev, helping us build the Intuit Dome one brick at a time. Take your L. You're going to be taking more of them this season as well. Russell Westbrook, 0 for 11 from the field. I, I, I repeat that, 0 for 11. 0 for 6 from deep. After the third one, why do you still keep shooting threes? There was a notable gasp in the arena every single time he shot a three. Two points, four assists, five steals, though. I will give this for Russ. If he can play better offensively with that defensive effort, this team is not going to be that bad. Just off the merit of the three stars. But, yeah, 0 for 11 is just trash. And only one turnover. And then Lonnie Walker, arguably the best Laker tonight. 26 points, three rebounds, three assists, two steals. Nine for 21 from the field, but too many unnecessary threes at times for him. Two for nine. He needs to chill with that. Six for six from the line. 
LeBron, he didn't score in the fourth quarter, which sucked, but I thought his effort was really good. 20 points, 10 rebounds, 6 assists, 1 steal, 2 blocks, 2 turnovers. Probably should have got some more shots up in the fourth. They were double-teaming him, though, and he did make some good passes, but I honestly think he should have forced it a little bit at times as well. 7 for 17. He did get by somebody tonight because I've been saying that he's not really getting by guys the same way. He's just getting on their hip and using his shoulder to create separation. But he had Marcus Morris on an ISO, and he got right by him tonight and had a nice finish. So that was nice. But Marcus Morris has never been known for his, especially in recent years, foot speed laterally. But 7 for 17 for LeBron. Again, not shooting great from 3, though. 8-3. So literally half of his shots basically were 3s. He can do without that. 4 for 6 from the line for him. And then AD, 25 points and 8 rebounds. No blocks, though. 9 for 16 from the field. 2 for 4 from deep. And 5 for 7 from the line. So despite all the things I just said about AD, he had 25 points. He shot over 50%, and he shot 50% from 3. And it still felt like he didn't even have a great game. It's amazing what some of these players have done in terms of mastering stats to mask their performances. And that just comes down to it being easier to score in the NBA today, too. But anyway, the Clippers win 1-0. Thank goodness. 59 more wins needed. So we'll see how that goes. Before I go to the live subscribers, waiting patiently in the chat because this live is, tending, is going a little bit long. I want to say something about NBA League Pass. You guys are a disgrace. Like, your app is fucked up for many reasons. One, so let me, let me just give you my personal anecdote. First day of the season, after a year of not having League Pass, I'm excited to get it back. The app has gotten worse over the years. Is that why they sliced the price in half? Because the app is just way shittier now? Because I tried to play it on my Xbox, and mind you, my Wi-Fi isn't great, right? Every single time I try to watch a full game, like a, go into a live game, it's laggy, it freezes, it takes an hour to buffer, all this garbage. And then when I put on a highlight, it works clean as can be, no problem, with less bandwidth. So I'm like, you know what, maybe it's my internet. I'm going to go downstairs. Go downstairs, try to play it on my computer. Listen to this garbage. Okay, I got it working on my computer, now I try to airplay it to my TV. But when I airplay it on my TV, there's no picture, only sound. It was the same with the NBC Sports uh, Net app. Same thing. So I don't know what that is. And then the most bullshit thing of all, how is a Samsung TV that a lot of people have, including me, not compatible with the NBA app? How is that an NBA app problem or a Samsung problem? Probably both, but fuck Samsung and the NBA app. By the way, it's not just me. I saw thousands of likes on tweets complaining about the NBA app last night. And not only that, the rewind and fast forward functions aren't good either. And beyond that, I tried to call the customer service line and nobody's First language is English. They don't know what I'm saying. It's a disaster. I paid $100. You better do your job before I go fucking, you know, start playing whatever your language is. I'm going to start cussing you out on that one. Puedo hablar español. Puedo, uh, oh my goodness. I don't even want to get into it. But Farsi, Spanish, it doesn't matter what language you speak. I'm going to come at you in that language because you just are pissing me off. Um, I need some English speakers first language too as well because you clearly aren't understanding what I'm saying. Okay? Si quieres que yo hablo más suave, puedo hacer eso también. But it's not good enough, man. It's not good enough. Anyway, I'm out of here. Going to the live subscribe button, pasting in the chat. Make sure you guys subscribe. Leave a comment for the algorithms. And of course, you're on Apple Podcasts. Leave a review if you'd like. And we'll be back. Uh, I don't know about Saturday night, but we'll be back very soon. 
Appreciate y'all and good night.